Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the living Jesus. So today we'll be trusting God to help us through a teaching called Life in the Spirit. A teaching I would like to title Life in the Spirit. And the scripture we'll be looking at today, we'll take it from Galatians 5.16. Our introductory scripture for today will be from Galatians 5.16. And it says, but I say, walk habitually in the Holy Spirit. Reading from the Amplified, Amplified Version. Meaning to seek him and be responsive to his guidance. And then you will certainly not carry out the desires of the sinful nature, which responds impulsively without regard for God and his precepts. Praise the living Jesus. So basically, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Oh yes, dear believer, there is a relationship between you walking in the spirit and you not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. The thing is this, we are told in the next verse of scripture, which is verse 17 of Galatians 5, it says that for the spirit, for the sinful nature has its desires, which is opposed to the spirit. And the desire of the spirit opposes the sinful nature. For these two, the sinful nature and the spirit are in direct opposition to each other, continually in conflict, so that you as believers do not always do whatever good things you want to do. But if you are guided and led by the Spirit, you are not subject to the law. Praise God. Praise God. So now it begins to tell us what the practices of the sinful nature are in 19. It says, The practices of the sinful nature are clearly evident. They are sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, total irresponsibility, lack of self-control, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions that promote heresies, envy, drunkenness, riotous behavior, and other things like this. Praise God. So it says that if you walk in the spirit, you would not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And then it goes ahead in 18 and tells us that, okay, see, look, the spirit and the flesh are constantly in opposition. Basically, they are opposites. The flesh can never lead you in the direction of the spirit. And the spirit would never lead you in the direction of the flesh. So basically, they are going in different directions. Right? So at every point in time, the believer is faced with two decisions. The believer is faced with either living by the spirit or living by the flesh. The problem is that not too many believers have mastered the art of living by the spirit. On a consistent basis. The thing about Christianity is that we do not get to to choose we do not have too many options as far as this matter spirit versus flesh goes you are either living in the spirit or you're a slave to the flesh and his desires to fulfill them praise god so when we say loss of the flesh now the loss of the flesh is not only limited to one area of life okay but too many people they they relate the word lost to whatever lost is for them at that season so if there is someone who's old nature the old man the sinful nature is more accustomed to things like stealing things like drunkenness the moment you say lost that's what comes to his mind right when the jealous person the person who is consistently jealous of everyone hears the word lost what comes on goes on is his or her mind is that when the person who struggles with sexual immorality hears the word lost 
what goes on in their mind is probably sexual immorality. But here the Bible is telling us that lust is not one single thing. It's not one single aspect of your life. It's not one sing single act. Lust is something that is a part of the sinful nature. It covers every aspect of that nature. It is not only in one aspect. So you can see that a believer who is not, who is not walking under the influence of the Spirit, who is not living in the Spirit, who does not bother to walk in the Spirit, will begin to see the effects of lust in all areas of his life. What does this look like? Lack of self-control, greed, drunkenness, sexual immorality, impurity, riotous living. The list goes on and on and on. So there is a way to live. There is a way to live. There is a way to live. A person can run a family solely from the lust of their flesh. So a parent can actually express lust of the flesh in parenting. Sounds funny? Yes. A preacher can exercise lust of the flesh in preaching. A staff at the job can exercise lust of the flesh. Praise God. However, when you live in the Spirit, you come under the governing authority of the Spirit of God to ensure the will of the Father in your daily life. This is what it means. To come under the governing authority of the Spirit of God to ensure the will of the Father in your daily life. When you walk in the Spirit, you are living under the influence of the Spirit of God. So even your thoughts, your actions, the choices you make, all of these things, your daily life would have to stem out of a place where you are led and controlled by the Spirit of God. So basically, yeah, Paul is telling us that a way to do life as a believer is to walk in the Spirit. We don't get too many options. If you want to destroy the lust of the flesh, you want to destroy the power of sin over you, what do you do? You walk in the Spirit now. Praise God. What else is, what does it look like to, to live in the spirit, to walk in the spirit? Living in the spirit is a person actively working in partnership with the Holy Spirit to live life as God intended. Alright? So a person actively, keyword, actively working in partnership, keywords, with the Holy Spirit. So it's not a passive process. Right? So walking in the spirit is not a passive process. It's not something you just wake up and say, oh, today I will decide to walk in the spirit. It's not, it, it doesn't work as easy as that, right? You have to be doing something. There is a way to walk in the spirit. It's not just a wishful thinking thing. There is a way to walk in the spirit. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. So how does a person live the spirit life? How does a person live in the spirit? How does a person stay consistently grounded with the Holy Ghost? How does a person begin to live a life where every decision you make, everything you do, is stemming from a place where you are a spirit-controlled vessel? So if you're a mother, you are mothering under the influence of the spirit of God. What that means is you are, you, are, you are not just a mother, but you are also acting as a priest over your family. That if you are a staff at a place, you are working under the governing authority of the Spirit of God. 
that you find yourself in a, in a circle in the midst of people and they can tell that the way this person works, the way this person lives, the way this person is, there is something about them. We don't know what it is. That you are finding yourself making choices and those choices just happen to be in alignment with what the Spirit of God wants for you per time. This is a place that a believer gets to only and only by actively working in partnership with the Spirit of God to live life as God intended. So now it brings us to the big question. We understand what it's like to live in the Spirit. What we mean when we say living in the Spirit. So now how do we live in the Spirit? I have two ways I'm going to be sharing with us today. Two ways that can never fail you. Yes, I said what I said. How do you live by the Spirit? The first one is prayer. Prayer. We can never overemphasize the importance of prayer in the life of the believer. You can never overemphasize the importance of prayer in the life of the believer. There is no other way to build spiritual strength like in the ministry of prayer. The thing about living in the spirit and prayer is this. Prayer is not, when you ask the average believer, what is prayer? They will tell you prayer is a communication system, which is, which is true, which is accurate. Prayer is a communication system whereby we communicate to God, right? Prayer is a system where a person talks to God and God talks back to them. As someone else, they will tell you prayer is a way we receive things from God. True. Prayer is a way we have faith and get things. You know, you, you've heard of all definitions of prayer. And these definitions are true. However, they are missing a very important aspect of prayer. It's good to pray and for when you, when you need material things. It's good to pray and trust God. When you need stuff provided, it's good. Like we must do that as believers. We saw Jesus Christ do that. Every time he prayed, every time he gave thanks. And we must emulate that. However, the question and the conversation of prayer goes deeper than that. The conversation and the prayer goes deeper than that. Do you know that when you pray for material things sometimes and you don't get them, what? would keep your faith and your heart secure in God regardless whether you got it or not is the fact that you're a prayerful person right so it sounds funny that I'm praying to receive something and I did not get that thing I wanted the time I wanted it however you're telling me that the reason my heart is still strong and my faith is still steady and I'm still firm and I haven't lost it all I haven't given up is because I do have a prayer life yes much more than just a system of receiving and receiving from God. Prayer is an alignment system. Prayer is an alignment system that ensures that men are in the frequency of God per time, per season. You don't want to play with this. That the way to be aligned in the Spirit is by having a prayer altar. Is by having a functioning prayer altar. Oh God. That our generation will get to the place where prayer is of priority to us. We prioritize so many things in the church today. 
especially this instagram generation it's so easy we prioritize so many things it's easy to copy a scripture and post it on your whatsapp every single day it's easy to take a scripture and put it every time it's easy it's easy to do all these things it's easy to do things that the world can see but you see the true test and the true mark of this secret place thing is what the world cannot see if all you do is what the world can see posting this doing that these are great things please do them but if that is where your labor stops you have work to do prayer is an alignment system that ensures that men are aligned with the frequency of god per time per season prayer is a spiritual tool a weapon that forges men As you are giving to prayer, you are reordering your being and its proclivities. As you are giving to prayer, you are reordering your nature. As you are giving to prayer, you are resetting your being to function how, why, and where God wants it to be. Praise God. As you are giving to prayer, you are telling the flesh no. As you are giving to prayer, the holds on the flesh are, are, are getting lighter and lighter and lighter. Show me someone who is giving to prayer, however flawed, and I will show you someone who, in a in a, in, a, in a couple of in a couple of seasons, a couple of time, a couple of months, a couple of weeks, a couple of years, will be transformed. Prayer is a transformational tool. Praise the living Jesus. So it doesn't matter where you are coming from. You might be coming from slums. You might be coming from 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 any from the streets. You might be coming from anywhere. And you might be facing any kind of struggle, any kind of thorn in the flesh. However, the moment you begin to give yourself to prayer, you begin to see these tendencies and these proclivities die on their own accord. Prayer. When you give yourself to prayer, the flesh no longer has the power to dictate your actions. Now, it comes under the dictatorship of the Spirit of God. Praise the living Jesus. Many of us who, or many people who have, have, have had to deal with things like anger issues or, you know, certain, just, just cer- certain issues in the flesh. You begin to see that the more you are given to prayer, the more you are given to prayer, the more you are given to prayer. It gets to that place where you begin to, ah, I can't remember the last time I got extremely angry. Prayer works. Prayer reorders your being. Prayer reorders your being. Prayer reorders your being. So no matter the limitation, no matter where you are coming from, as the person is giving to prayer, they are beginning to get furnished. Beginning to get furnished. Beginning to get furnished. Beginning to get furnished. More and more and more and more and more and more and more. Until they become a perfect representation of what they see in the word. What they see in the word. We are going to get there. What they see in the world. Remember, what you do not see, you cannot become. Praise God. What you do not see, you cannot become. We'll get then the next point. The word. Prayer is an internal regulating system. Prayer is an internal regulating system. So, it means that the desires of the flesh... The lusts of the flesh, all the things that the believer, the average believer is probably going to be struggling with in this world. As you give yourself to prayer, those things are experiencing a resetting. Those things begin to experience a resetting. 
sometimes you don't even know how the insides of, of your being are treating you. You are just feeling some type of way. But as you, exp- as you pray and pray and pray and turn your vessel into a vessel of prayer, the internal system is being regulated. The internal system, by this, I'm not just talking about biology. I am talking about the internal spiritual climate of a person is being regulated. The internal spiritual climate is being strengthened. The internal spiritual climate is being built. Praise the living Jesus. Praise the living Jesus. So my second point. How do I live a life in the spirit? By word study. Now this is where many miss it. They give themselves to prayer and they forget about the study of the word. They give themselves to fasting and they forget about the study of the word. How can you forget about the study of the word? When all you need is the word. The word of God carries the very life of God. The very, the, the very words of God. The Bible says that all scriptures were breathed from God. They were inspired of God. Praise the living Jesus. How can you have such a precious, precious, precious book in your hand and you do not use it? Psalm 119 verse 105 it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You see, the strength of sin, the strength of loss is in darkness. The strength of sin, the strength of lust, and the strength of evil is in darkness. However, when you are an active carrier of God's word, you are able to ward off darkness by default. Praise the living Jesus. When you are an active carrier of God's word, you are able to ward off darkness by default. So this is it. Prayer is staying power. And the word is the know-how of the staying. Do you understand? So prayer will give you the staying power. And the word will show you how to stay. So this way, there is an accurate calibration for the man who prays and studies. There is accurate calibration for the woman who prays and studies. There is accuracy and precision in the steps of the child who prays and studies. Praise the living Jesus. Like I said, you cannot become what you don't see. So even when you pray and pray and pray and pray and pray, how can you accurately pray to a God you do not know? How can you accurately pray to a God you do not know? Praise the living Jesus. All you need is in the word of God. The word gives information to the spirits to discern by. While prayer sharpens the discernment and the responsibility. So basically, let me say this again. The word gives information to the spirit to discern by. While prayer sharpens the discernment and the responsibility of the person. So basically, when a false spirit is speaking in an atmosphere, you can discern by what the word says. Right? You can discern by what the word says. Too many times we, 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 we see it on social media. Everybody goes, oh, look at everybody's bio. God first, some this, some that. The Bible scriptures all over their bio, right? But... In seasons where social media gets hot with false doctrinal information, you begin to see that not too many people have a relationship. 
with their secret place life. You begin to see that not too many people have a relationship with their Bible study life. You begin to see that not too many people even know what the word is saying. The word gives information to the spirit to discern by. So when a false spirit is speaking in an atmosphere, you can discern by what the word says. 1 John 4.11 says, Beloved, do not, be, do not believe every spirit, but test every spirit. So how do you test every spirit if you do not know what the word of God says? What is your yardstick? What parameters are you going to use to discern accurate? What parameters are you going to use to discern false from truth? If you have no idea what the word says. If this is you, believer, pick up on your study life. It's okay. This is a new year. It can be a new beginning. If this is you, pick up on your word life. Pick up on your word life. Pick up on your word life. When you find yourself in a place, there is something that has been given to you by which you have authority, you have dominion over the kingdom of darkness. That your presence in an atmosphere threatens darkness. This is who you are. But too many walk in ignorance. You know why? Because they do not know. And why do they not know? Because the Bibles are closed. Praise God. Praise God. So knowledge of the word makes you a deception-proof entity. Knowledge of the word makes you a deception-proof entity. That no matter what strikes up, no matter what happens on the internet, you can accurately discern from the other end of your mobile phone that this is of the devil. You are not swayed around like the, like the general mass, like the general public. Praise God. So the person who lives and walks in the spirit cannot be tossed around and deceived by false spirits. In the word, you are able to understand how God operates. In the word, you are able to understand how God operates. So this is where we see it happening the most, right? A believer is praying for something, but they do not know what the word of God says concerning the thing they are praying about. So how do they pray? They are praying amiss. The Bible describes it as praying amiss. There is a way to pray. However, if you do not know what is written in the word concerning anything, how are you going to accurately? Accurately. You see, the thing about prayer is this. It's a weapon, right? But in order to have the most effective use of the weapon of prayer, you must be given to the word. And Prayer in partnership with the word, consistently in the life of a believer, is what sharpens the believer. Is what sharpens the believer. This is what living in the spirit is all about. That not only are you praying and killing the flesh and its proclivities, you are also armored and armed with the word of God. So you can speak and say, this is what the word says concerning this situation. Too many are in situations that the, word, the Bible has already addressed. But they are not addressing it from the standpoint of scriptures. So they are crying over those situations. They are crying around those problems. Praise God. All you need is in the word. So today we have learned two ways. Prayer and the word. If you take these two seriously. If you take these two weapons seriously. You are on your way to being unstoppable. Praise God. 
in the kingdom knowledge is a weapon knowledge is a weapon knowledge is a weapon and every knowledge you need about your christian work your christian journey is in the faith every knowledge you need about your christian journey is in the faith is in the word every knowledge you need about your christian journey is in the word and when you're not giving to the word you are limited in your arsenal as a believer when you're not giving to the word there's only so much you can do when you're not giving to the word there's only so far you can go in accurately using the weapon of prayer dear believer if you want to live a life in the spirit take prayer and word study seriously a believer without a word life would face limitations they shouldn't even encounter in the first place a believer without a word life would face limitations they wouldn't even encounter in the first they shouldn't even encounter in the first place not every limitation goes away by prayer some limitations would only leave when you have an accurate knowledge of what God's word says about you like i said you cannot become what you do not see if you do not know what has been written of you you cannot become the story in the book if you do not know what has been written of you you cannot become the story in the book So heavenly father we pray for today Father, for the person who listens to this lord give them the strength but i begin to pour fresh fire on their prayer altar begin to give them a fresh desire for the word father begin to give a fresh desire for your word a fresh desire for your word begin to give a fresh desire for the place of prayer father this new year begin to take them deeper begin to take them deeper begin to furnish the reality of your word in their lives in the name of Jesus in Jesus name amen god bless you